Hello. Hey there. And welcome to Just My Type. My name is Emily. And I'm Jess. And this is the newest episode of Just My Type, a podcast where we like to talk about everything related to typography. Talk about the history of typefaces, the usage, uh, the we're, controversy, yep, where it's seen, seen, what it looks like, the influence on popular culture, and just everything a type nerd loves to talk about because <laughs> we may be classified as type nerds. It's typos. Debatable. <laughs> yes, we are typos. Shout out to our typo fans. <laughs> well, have we got a typeface for you guys today? It is a classic. It's classic. It's it's fun-ish. Tucked in your handy-dandy type kit. I know. And you've probably seen it in books, um, even some logos. You know, it's it's been around for quite some time before I've been alive. That's for sure. But not by much. It's <laughs> <laughs> not by much. Um, yeah, it's in an, it was made in another country. And yeah, it's probably up there in one of the most influential and best typefaces in the entire world and we have the honor of talking about it today yes we do so <laughs> let's get into it let's get a drum roll Garamond. <laughs> <laughs> what was that jessica i was gonna say adobe garamond <laughs> oh. oh my goodness it's fine okay we're talking about <laughs> Garamond today. Just to clarify. There are many types of Garamond. There are so many types. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so Garamond is a serif font. And I know that all of our listeners love it when we talk about serifs. Right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, it's a classic font. And it's very... Yeah, it's just like one of the best typefaces out there. And I feel like it's been, even been ranked one of that. Like people just love it and have fallen in love with it. And, you know, it's pretty old, but it's there and we're all going to use it. That's for sure. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with it. Um, it's readily available, perhaps on some computer systems. But it's got a really rich history, and it dates a lot back, so we're going to dive right into some history. Let's hear some facts, Emily. Ooh, have I got some facts for you. <laughs> All right, so Garamond was made by another drumroll, Claude <laughs> Garamond. What? <laughs> Claude. I hope I'm saying Claude right. Um, anyways, Claude, 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 Claude maybe not Claude, because he is French, so it could be saying this so wrong. Who knows? This is another version of Emily and Jess cannot <laughs> pronounce things. That's so true. So Claude Garamond was born in 1490, but maybe his birth date is really unknown. Between 1490. 1490, whoa. I know. Between 14, like... 80 and 1490 people like have disputes over when was Garamond <laughs> born <laughs> that's what a lot of the uh controversy today the mystery today mm. revolves around Garamond's birth um yeah but he was <laughs> people Yikes. are just there are podcasts dedicated to really when was Claude born and they go wow. through facts and history and all that stuff should team up with them I know <laughs> 
Um, but Claude was, yeah, born in pretty long ago, and he was born in Paris, France. Mm. So a lovely country and a lovely city. And liter- pretty early in his career, he became an apprentice for the Parisian punch cutter and printer Antoine. I don't know how to say <laughs> the his name. The punch cutter? That's yeah, so fun. a punch cutter is somebody who um, stamps matrices, which are molds used to cast metal type. So he was very talented and, um, yeah, very just uh, specific in his work and just able to really get precise punches. And these punches were used for um, metal type, which is the first way we were able to print movable type thanks to our good old pal Gutenberg. Yeah, so um, he was an apprentice for a punch cutter, so he was very involved in type and printing from an early age, and he's just like, yeah, I love this stuff. I'm going to keep doing it. So he realized that the type industry, you know, really required a lot of unique and talented, multi-talented people. So he had the printing under control. He was a really good punch cutter, but he was like, let me get into this type designing business. So he started really growing in his field and in his career. And from 1520 to 1560, there were literally just a ton of type being made like that was really a renaissance for type at that time Mm. I read that there was just like you know just a bunch of people starting to make their own versions of type and um and some similar designs some radical designs and just like a bunch of people were making type and these this is movable type that would be printed um so Garamond was like yeah I'm down let's make some (laughs) type and so he starts making type and he was wow what great type he made. He was so, you know, just like <laughs> precise. Sounded like? Yeah. He was like, whoa, <laughs> it's me, Garamond, <laughs> making some type. So um, he had much success with his type. And after a decade of his success, he was actually reached out by the keen French sous the first of France. Oh, so true. <laughs> so true, since I cannot pronounce his name. Yikes. The king of France at that time. If you really want to know, please look it up. But <laughs> I don't, don't know how to pronounce oh the king's gosh. name. Again, we did not take French. <laughs> so true. Um, so the king demanded that I'm I like okay, so I read that the king demanded, which sounds crazy that a king was like, What do I need right now? <laughs> My own typeface. <laughs> Come hither. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's like, servants, bring me a type designer. I need a typeface right now. So he demanded that Garamond produce a Greek typeface. Mm. And um Wait, did you know I'm Greek? What? <laughs> Jess. No way. Yeah. My little Greek Italian. Oh, you know. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay, yeah. So Derimon produced a Greek typeface, um, which later became to be known as 
regrets do I? Again, wow. where I'm mumbling through this because I cannot Notice how I it. gave Emily the history section for this week? Because, <laughs> <laughs> because you can't. <laughs> to avoid all anything. of the difficult words. <laughs> if it were me saying the history right now, then I'd be having Siri say it. So <laughs> hey, Siri. please vote Siri or Emily. <laughs> I think they like my mumbles. Again, it gives them something to look up afterwards because they're like, I can't hear Emily. What is she saying? And then they did their own research. I think done. they hear you. They I just did, don't understand. No, I'm very interactive with my oh. fans and my listeners. You know, I'm giving them their chance to, you know, dive on into That's the world deep. wide web. That and is deep. Wow. Get into Daremont's life. You must have read Podcasting for Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Podcasting for Dummies says, let your fans do their own work. <laughs> Anyways, so he made these um, Greek typefaces, which are a different type of typefaces, and they were modeled after handwriting. And um, yeah, so there was three different ones, and they were used by the king for his official documents at that time in France. And they are now preserved. These original type molds are preserved in Paris, France. Fancy. I know. Which is pretty cool. So anyways, Garamond is doing his thing. He's working with the king. We don't know how willingly he was to work with the king. But I hope he enjoyed his time making royal type. Um, But he then decided to make the best typeface there ever was. (laughs) Garamond. And he named it after himself selfishly (laughs) i mean if he probably took a lot of time making this typeface so he deserved the right to name after himself i couldn't find much on like i love like when i learn about the personality of somebody back (laughs) in history i couldn't find much of that but i mean i feel like he's a good guy he had a really successful career um i mean if the king's using your typeface you're like you want it to be known and like he's using it everywhere so yeah spreading the word he's like i don't know He's a self-promoter. Yeah. <laughs> He's like one of those club promoters. He, didn't, he didn't have Instagram to, um, know. you know, share his like, thoughts and hey ideas. Hey, guys. How do, you like this? Follow. <laughs> how do you like this typeface? Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I know you could have a YouTube video. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, I'm out here with a new typeface today. Um, I'm like working on like the machine. I kind of wanted it. It was like really weird. But, you know, I decided like I'll do it. I'll so go with it. I decided to name it after myself. It's called Daremont. <laughs> I hope you like it. It's pretty original. <laughs> yeah. Please download. <laughs> Anyways, yes, Daremont definitely sounded like a valley girl. Um, so Daremont is, he made that typeface in 1540. And it didn't have like as much success as his other typefaces actually until kind of later in life. It was um, a little bit out there in the fact that it was a serif style, but it did have, um, it did resemble hand lettering, which wasn't really done at the moment. So it was a serif style with hand lettering, but it wasn't, um, slanted like other serifs at that time it was upright um so more structured design so it was kind of a mesh between like a true serif at that time and more of a hand writing look font or typeface um but yeah so he made Dermon and he's like 
yo, hope you guys like it. And a couple, he really started getting more into the printing business and he printed a lot of books in Daremon, which Daremon is a great typeface for books, which we'll get in later. But um, unfortunately, he did die in 1561. Yeah, he's not still with us, unfortunately, from the 1500s. But his legacy (laughs) remains on. (laughs) I know, right? Um, Okay, this is a weird fact, but after Daemon died, his punches and matrices, which are, I mean, it took him a lot of time to craft these, um, this type. And like, I think it was like, you know, once you do make a, make a mold of type, like, I feel like it is pretty, um, like, Back in that day, you weren't just going to make, like, a ton of them. Totally. You know, so it was, like, you can reuse metal type Mm -hmm. back then. And so I feel like these were, like, really prized possessions. But then, like, his widow was, like, "Uh, he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) I'll sell them out. There was some, like, I read some just kind of a little bit of interesting facts. What was this person's name? (laughs) I don't know what his... Call him out. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) How dare you sell their mom's type? But, um... A type foundry back then Ooh. was it ended up getting a hold of this type. Um, and it is said that like a lot of future type from this type foundry was, it was like La Bay type foundry was like influenced after mm. the Germont type. And like this type, because it was kind of like a first of its time, even though there was a ton of type being um, released at that time. Uh, it was very influential. Like a lot of people after Daremont did um, reference his work and was very influenced by his work. So little Daremont, he's just ahead of the trend out there making his YouTube videos, <laughs> getting subscribers on his type. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah, now there are many, many, many Daremonts like we discussed a little bit earlier. You know, you want to hear a fun fact? What? i pretty sure I did my research on a different Garamond than you did. Well, okay. I did research on, like, Daremond as a whole. Oh, okay. But Adobe Daremond was created by Robert Slimbach. Yes. Yeah. So Which is based on and inspired it was, by Claude. Yeah. Quads, so these, Claude, so I just, Claude. I like to research the old guys. Uh, but Robert Slimbach is a brilliant type designer, and he used Daremond's type to make Adobe Daremond. So totally. make it more... Because it was back in the day, like, the metal type did have a lot of imperfections in it because it's, like, couldn't have been perfect like vectors are when you create type nowadays on the mm-hmm. screen. Um, and so Robert Slimbach was able to take Claude's type and then create it into something, like, more precise mm. and more applicable to the type we use today gotcha but now there's like eb Daramon, which lot. is like an open type font itc or maybe itc was the one that was open type i literally went down a rabbit hole of like all the Daramons, <laughs> and there's one website that like listed them all and there's literally i think like 20 different Daramons. and oh so gosh. now people are like Daramond is a type of font, like yeah. typeface no totally <laughs> because like you can't really like listed into one because then there's like adobe daremont and then there's adobe daremont premiere or oh, pro. pro yeah whatever yeah no and premiere yeah premiere pro i was like i don't even know which one to focus on <laughs> i know i just did and adobe daremont like they're all like referencing daremont which is why mm. they use the name but they're all made by like totally different people well, and that's why when you said 1400s i was like wait what <laughs> and then that's why i made the joke i was like or earlier flashback to like 
14 minutes ago <laughs> when I was like, oh yeah, haha, like not so far from when we were born because you were like, oh, it was way before I was born. And I joked because I was like, oh, well, you know, I have it here. It's, it was made in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized, I don't know. Maybe I was, yeah, yeah, you were, you were, I was joking, but without knowing. (laughs) Wow. Listeners, you get an inside scoop of me and Jess battling it out in real time. (laughs) A Daremon versus Adobe Daremon. Which one will win? Uh Uh-huh. Vote below. I vote Claude. Vote below. There's no below. (laughs) I didn't like and subscribe our YouTube channel. (laughs) I'm still understanding this podcast world and how we're just talking into a microphone right now and and um yeah so crazy so <laughs> Garamond has some unique characteristics um what do you have on um, how it looks well Jessica. mine are based on adobe Garamond. so i'm not speaking for the I whole think, fam here okay, I just, it's 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 hard because it's like all Garamond, no, but it yeah. really is like i just want to make sure the fans know that yes. i'm talking about adobe Garamond, so they're not like well i looked up you know so it does look different i did look at like like uh youtube videos that would put like all the daremons on top of each other and like see how different they are i mean they do like from a non-designer's eye would mm-hmm. look i mean even from my eyes sometimes i can't <laughs> like, really <laughs> tell the difference but from a true 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 type yeah lover eye a true typo <laughs> maybe yeah shout out to our true typos out there who know way more about type than we do yeah. but we're learning that's the point we're of this podcast learning. <laughs> um, we did take type in yeah, we did. We, we, we did. study type. And we took We're advanced typography. So. I know, right? Anywho, um, so Adobe Garamond, it is a serif typeface. Um, it's pretty cool. It has small caps, tilting caps, swash caps, lots of fun caps. Um, not the kind you wear. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> take that back. Uh, yeah. The oblique like look makes it an old style gerald gerald i've learned that term i don't know what it means but i know how to say it <laughs> um <laughs> makes it an old style gerald font i think that's how you say it. yeah i thought it i thought that it was like an old style font mm-hmm. is i what... don't really know what gerald means i just and if like i'm the saying old it style serif font yeah. so how it looks is mm-hmm. what it an old style means totes and then lastly um you, the letter forms require less ink so it's considered eco-friendly oh yeah okay <laughs> so i did find like articles that were like there was this one guy in like college back in like 2015 that was like the u.s government can save millions <laughs> Um, if they change all of their documents from Times New Roman to Daremond, because it does require less, less ink, ink. Mm-hmm. and people were like, uh, I don't think it would save millions. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that big of a deal. But there's, there was like news articles that were like, save millions, oh US gosh. government. <laughs> and then like other people were like, fact check, uh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I did find that. It was funny. Oh um, but yeah. So different unique aspects about it is that the E has a small I in it. So like the um, the hollow space of a lowercase E uh, is smaller. And the bowl of an A has a sharp hook upwards at the top left. 
So it's a little bit uh, uniquer, unique. Um, so like the bowl, which is the circle part of a lowercase a. I love when things are uniquer. I know, uniquer. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it has clear stroke contact contrast so like the thicks and thins are clear um and they kind of model after roman square capitals which were more thick thin contrasting uh the m is slightly splayed with outward facing serifs at the top um so it's kind of like it's a little bit the the capital M is a little extended. The two um, stems that go and touch the bottom line. Um, and then there's like small outward serifs on the top. And the leg of the R extends outward from the letter instead of like straight down. Sends a little bit outward. So it is like there's some unique aspects about their mods, cool but features. mostly what it is um, known as is that it's a serif font and it is um, has a relatively normal X height, which means like the height of the lowercase letters such as O or C or M. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, I think like the ascenders and the descenders are pretty normal in size. Nothing too crazy, which I think is what makes it a go-to serif for a lot of people. All right. Sweet. Where is this font used? Well, <laughs> sit tight. Ho, ho, ho. It is crazy. There are a wide variety of usages seen today. Take that out. There Usages? Are a lot. <laughs> I'm taking that in. Where is it seen today? Well, the first one that I found was it was seen in Google's original logo. I saw that too. So like, mm-hmm. think that to the 90s. Like way back when. I think that was before we were using computers. I know. Not like as a whole, the world. Think but back like to, Emily if you guys I. saw Captain Marvel, think back to the time that movie was and log on to Google and there you will see Dermont. Now Google it changes its logo like every so often because I think it's trying to be cooler than other people. I oh, don't know. geez. Interesting. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> well, it's also seen in Dr. Seuss books. Dr. Seuss books and Harry Potter books, which is like they're completely different. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I saw that it was used in Dr. Seuss books. I didn't know Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know. If, probably not all of the copies because there's so many different yeah. um, copies, but... I know for some of them, seen in Harry Potter, which is pretty cool. Wow. And also your favorite store, Emily, <gasps> Abercrombie & Fitch. Oh, you know <laughs> I love Abercrombie. I actually, like, you know, when you were in middle school and, like, a ton of people wore Abercrombie oh, & yes, Fitch? with the logo, the yes, moose logo. I never, I could never fit into the <laughs> So I never, like, wore Abercrombie & Fitch. But then I kind of thought it was cool because I was, like, against, you yeah. know, the green. I was, I was an like, Aeropostale gal. I know. I was Aeropostale gal all I think the I, way. I had an Abercrombie shirt, like... Um, oh, you were one of those like, girls? No, but, like, after it was, like, cool. And I was like, yes, like, finally, like, got it. And then no one else was yes, wearing it. Yes, I did you know? get, like, a hand-me-down Abercrombie yeah. shirt one time. And then they, like, wore it once. And people were like, Mine was, like why is that reindeer no, on t- your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> is that a Christmas shirt? <laughs> okay and lastly apple's think different campaign yes i saw that um garamond adobe garamond it's crazy 
It is crazy. Go Apple. Lots, lots of different, different places that Garamond or Adobe Garamond is seen today yeah. or in the past. Wow. Good old Garamond. Well, well, you know, I think it's time to <laughs> break things down a little bit. Ooh. You know, get some jazz music. We, we, yeah, let's get some jazz music. I'm gonna bring out my flute. I don't really know if that's jazzy, but I'm going to make it <laughs> jazzy. Bring out my bass. <laughs> ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, jazz music? <laughs> um, you know, Garamond is such a classic font. It is one of the best fonts in the whole entire world. A lot of people have ranked it. You know, up there. Top 10. Top 10. It's top 10 in my <laughs> <On> world. iTunes. <laughs> but what else will help class it on up? Well, you know, I always pair serifs with sans serifs. Yes. I love me a good serif and sans serif duo. I'm thinking like Gil Sands, even mm. like Futura could be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Universe mm. is a really cool one, you know. I love that serif, sans serif. You know, Dermond is a good uh, font used in, you know, for that body type. Mm. <laughs> love it. Body type. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> oh, wow. Just as amazing. good as this nice bottle of wine we're drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Just kidding, we aren't drinking wine. On a Tuesday night. Pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, wait, did you have some controversy about I do. It's just like a slight, slight bit. So it's not as juicy, but it's still fun. It's not a papyrus. No, it isn't, unfortunately, but it's about all we're going to get out of this one. So basically, so an asymmetrical version of Garamond. No way. Was created by Gene Jannon. Oh, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Who is also a French printer as well. Yes. And she created this, or sorry, I'm not going to say, I don't know if, what she their, yeah, um, what their identity is, but um, this person created it 60 years after Claude Garamond's passing, yes. which is like, dang, whoa, okay. Was my stomach gurgling? Um, <laughs> not sure if you heard that, fans. Um, but this asymmetrical version by Janin became the Royal Printing Office typeface after the French government raided her office. Oh my god! Sorry, not her. I keep. We raided don't know her identity or office. this person's identity. Yes. So, um, yeah. So after um, this person's office was raided by the French government, it became the Royal Printing. Well, okay, typeface. why is the French government so obsessed with type? I don't know, but the fact that they like raided this person's office, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think what's crazy about like type designers back then is that like I I think now we take type for granted because there's mm-hmm. so much of it and like we take books for granted and like all these things for granted. But like back then, type was the only way that you were going to get mass publications totally out into the world into people that couldn't afford you know scribes and like people hand <laughs> writing and translating the bible exactly. and, and like a bunch of other documents that were like widely used um which like really just shows to go like how influential Daramond was back in the day because mm-hmm. you know 
you couldn't just go and down to FedEx and be like, hey, print this flyer, you know, (laughs) if you wanted to get like a revolution started, um, which there were some in France after (laughs) 1500s. But um, yeah, if you wanted to get something started, like you need to advertise it, you know, if yeah, like, and that's how they did it through type. And yep. so type designers were really sought after, which I think is why the French government was so obsessed with type back mm-hmm. then. But it is so interesting. Like, that let's they get our hands on this. Raid an office mm-hmm. for this specific no, it's type. it's crazy. And so, like, after that incident, it was claimed to be produced by Garamond, this new asymmetrical version. Um, and so, well, this means that Janin's typeface was actually the inspiration for the 20th century versions of Garamond. Ooh, not like the OG wow. Garamond. Yeah. So that's also interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I don't know, Jean Janin or Claude. Wow. Who knows? For this 20th wow. century Garamond style. Yeah. That's crazy. We'll let you decide who side you choose. Well, <laughs> this just in, Jess, I think we have breaking news. What? Wow. Okay, guys, um, this is crazy. The <laughs> first time this has ever happened, we're going to go over to our uh, news reporter <gasps> over in San Diego. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Sandy, is that you? Yes, Jess. This is me. <laughs> Thanks, Jess and Emily. Well... <laughs> We've got breaking type news today. 19-style serif fonts are making their way back in popular culture. These fonts include Cooper Black, Windsor, or Souvenir. Catch these fonts on the yogurt cups of the popular brand Chobani, Great Jones cookware boxes, and graphic women's tees at Old Navy. (gasps) These fonts can be seen on TV show logos such as Black Monday or At Home with Amy Sedaris. Why are these fonts making a comeback, you may ask? Elizabeth Goodspeed, a graphic designer who works at the branding agency Rowan Co., believes that for many customers, 70s fonts represent a safe retreat into the past. A safer retreat, importantly, than the one currently offered by mid-century Swiss style, which inspired all of those millennialist startup logos with its grid layouts and sans-serif fonts. So next time you spot a 70s style font, pause and ask yourself, what does it make you feel? (gasps) Back Whoa. to Jess and Emily in the podcast studio. Thank you, Sandy from San Diego. That was a lot of information. Wow, guys, that was crazy. <laughs> Whoa, Emily, that's I a can, lot to I know. <laughs> take 70 in. 70-style <laughs> serif fonts are making a comeback. This is crazy. I don't know. It's got me feeling all kinds of feels. Shabani and Old Navy. I don't know. I know. Wow. <laughs> Who to trust? <laughs> wow. That was that was definitely breaking news. And I'm yes. glad we went over yes, to yes. Sandy Yes, yes. Wow. Thanks, Sandy. <laughs> Oh, man. On that note. (laughs) On that note. Well, we hope you tune in next week where we will cover a different typeface. But for now, you may use Garamond. We give you permission. Yes. From Just My You're welcome. Yes. Good night. Goodbye, guys. (laughs) Bye.